0: Is the Chaos Engine the Bitmap Brothers' finest hour? It's Amigos, episode 320. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we are going to be talking about the Chaos Engine.
1: Aaron, do you thrive on chaos? Well... I don't like chaos, if I'm honest, but I don't have much of a choice sometimes. So I guess I would say I, I try to thrive during chaos. How about Thriving what about during you? chaos.
0: No, I am the opposite. If anything does not go according to plan, you know this, Aaron. You know this about me. If anything should happen to not go exactly the way I want it, I fly into a rage immediately.
1: <laughs> so, well, you know, one th- one thing I will say, uh, I, I think... I've always considered myself pretty good under the chaotic conditions, but it's through years of exposure to (laughs) continual chaotic conditions. And, like, I have no control over my own life. I'm like the pebble in the stream. And so it's always crazy time. I never know what to expect when I get home. You know, I never know what's going to happen when I go to work. I don't know what's going to happen with my buddies. I don't know who's going to show up at 2 in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, all this crazy stuff that happens, but you just sort of have to roll with the punches, you know? I came home the other day, bam, the fridge don't work. Okay, why? I don't know why. It just stopped working. You know, I came home, okay, uh, so-and-so had a car wreck. You got to go pick someone up in Beckley or whatever. Who knows? You don't know what's going to happen, so you just do it. So
0: I-, I can deal with it. Now, you do bring up a good point that we need to discuss. What's the fridge update
1: right now? I got the call today from Alabama. Mm-hmm. The fridge capital of America, apparently, <laughs> uh, and uh, my my refrigerator theoretically is supposed to be delivered sometime tomorrow. As the recording of the show between the slim hours of noon and four, <laughs> so I've got a <laughs> four hour wait there. They may you know delivering refrigerators is is also chaotic. You never know when you're going to have something that silences you for several hours. When you're That's moving true. a refrigerator, so you gotta have that huge, you gotta have that huge gap in your schedule. That huge window. Well, you know, now, uh, it will give you plenty of time
0: to watch Cocoa Talk. Mm, so that that, that is point. a plus. Um, now, did you go with the single entry, or did you go with the double wide French door style fridge?
1: You see, I, well, I, the single entry. What is that? They it makes do make those. You mean one <laughs> just, which just has one door? Yeah. No. <laughs> the ones where like you get locked inside. No, I didn't go with that one, Boat. <laughs> I went with the uh, the old double door gimmick, where there's like the freezer door and then the bottom door. Listen, it was no frills. Mm. And then the modern age of pandemics and chip shortages, I took whatever fridge I could get that didn't require a crank or for me to go to an ice house to keep it cool. That's so that's <laughs> the one I got. Cheap, <laughs> cheap fridge, Boat.
0: I love it. I love it. Make sure and post pics on the Discord. Will do. Aaron, fridge news is over. It's time for Amiga news.
2: Mm.
1: Amiga news.
0: Now, Aaron, it's every Amiga user's dream to be able to take out their Amiga, uh, big box Amiga motherboard. Throw away that old crappy case and put it into a RGB lighted up mini ATX motherboard
1: like a right? monstrosity sort of thing is what you're saying <laughs> yeah is it? Well, is that everyone's dream
0: i don't know if it's everyone's dream but if it is your dream you are in luck fine folks because there is a new project out here where you can actually take uh and an, there's an a2000 motherboard that is being developed right now and this is one of these deals where you've got to populate it yourself with all of the chips and everything but if you've got an EATX form factor case you can slap that bad boy back in right in there and uh and you can you can go to town now now the EATX case this is sort of like a normal kind of PC
1: tower case right uh yeah yeah i i've never used an e one mm. so I, I this is i don't know anything about it
0: yeah, and I guess uh, it's it, it, when you, when you read through the description, it says that the length of Zorro two cards and the abundance of components on the Amiga two thousand make EATX the best choice for this project. So this isn't taking your existing two thousand motherboard out of its case and putting it into this. This is if you want to if you want if you want to construct one of these new boards and you need a case to put it in, an EATX case is going to fit it just right.
1: All right, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'll buy that. And those Zorro ca- those Zorro cards can be enormous. Mm-hmm. So that that was Amiga's answer to the uh, old Visa Local bus cards in the PC. It's like a card you could whip out and just whack a guy with. Big one. Big, <laughs> meat. card. Doubles as a weapon. Pretty cool. I can see yeah. that. Now,
0: Aaron, our next story is about everybody's favorite genre of Amiga game, the old dungeon crawler. Your favorite, I can't for tell sure. you. I can't tell you how many times people uh, tell Ooh. me, "Boat, when are you finally going to start getting into dungeon crawlers?" And maybe it's with this one, Aaron. Maybe yeah. it's with the Shadows of Surgoth. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe that this was originally ported to the Amstrad CPC six one two eight, and uh, has had an Amiga release. And this Amiga release is now available for pre-order. You can get the disc version for 19.99, and the uh, the disc version for 34.99. I believe these prices are in euros. Um, these are uh, this is uh, 24 spells to learn. You can level up to, t- to uh, level 20. There are five different races. You got your human <laughs> health. You know, it's it's the typical, it's the typical stuff that you see in uh in dungeon crawlers now it, you know this is maybe this is if it's a wacky dungeon crawler because that guy certainly looks wacky He's, um, his little eyes are following
1: the cursor that's what yeah, I yeah like yeah i like that <laughs> i like that so if you're listening to the podcast we're looking at uh, some video of the of the, sh- of the game and they've got a skull head out there and his eyes wander with the cursor pretty clever i like that graphics this look awesome by the way boat. oh yeah
0: yeah absolutely so uh you know every once in a while on amigos we cover a new game and so uh maybe this will be the one uh, it depends on if the game selection committee but it does have it looks like uh look there's an remote. always on screen map uh-huh, yeah. uh so there are there are some quality of life features that i do appreciate oh, man and this uh and, good. yeah yeah so you know keep an eye out and if you are a fan of this genre uh, Shadows of Surgoth. You can pre-order it right now.
1: Oh, man. That looks real good, Boat. Uh, uh, Indie Retro News has you covered If you want to check it out, that the cover looks good, the graphics look good, and the game looks like some Eye of the Beholder with some jacked-up modern stuff in it. I'm down with that. Pretty good. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Now, Aaron, there's a series of videos that you've informed me about, so I'm going to kind of let you take the helm here with All this right. first one from our friend Chris
1: Edwards. You know... Normally, I saw this come up, and I was like, eh, it's just some kind of crazy thing. But this is the kind of crap I love. Because it's watching <laughs> it's watching someone, like I said, I I, I think Chris is, a, is like a kindred spirit of mine. It's someone doing something dumb for no good reason and doing it in the most ludicrous way possible. This is right up my alley. So the, in case you didn't know it, to print... To hook up a printer to the Amiga 1000, it's got a different printer port. I ran into this a long time ago uh, when I was trying to print with one way back, in the, back in the real days. And so Chris, of course, knew this. And so what you got to do is rig up a gimmick to uh, to switch a couple lines in a, in a parallel port, okay? Hmm. So... His first idea is to get a gender change and, like, rip it apart, but, like, he breaks it because it's, like, hot glued. It's hot glued in. He mauls it. All right, so then he goes, he has another cutting plan, which is to get some other cheaper gender changes that he can rip apart. Well, those are glued, too. So his next bit is he melts all the glue in one, and then he takes it apart and uses the guts of it to do the work. And I, this is,
0: wow. This no, is dedication
1: to a project. And the best part is, there's two best parts. The first best part is, he he mentions in the video, it's like, yeah, why do I, I've got all kinds of Amigas, and they work with this printer. Why do I need to do this? He was asking himself, and it's <laughs> the answer was, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> and Which I appreciate that. And secondly, uh, when I asked him, I said, listen, why don't you just get a printer cable and open it up and just measure out which wires it was, and you reverse them there and splice because. And his response to that was, I don't want to ruin a good printer cable, which was also good. He was more than happy to ruin hundreds and hundreds of gender changers. But by God, I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's a guy that says it's got a happy ending. So if you want to watch one man's struggle against, against gender changers, printers, and ancient, outdated technology, this is the video for you. I was very pleased. Oh, by the way, he does occasionally violently beat the monitor, a la Boat. So if you that chris edwards he's he's the mac daddy of doing goofy stuff so check him out he's always entertaining as hell um so the next one here now you know i was just looking around on youtube and this popped into my feed and i i don't i think i may have stumbled upon this fellow one time he's not like he's not like he's a little channel i mean he's he's still pretty good and his name is 005 agima get you, you see what he did there, oh it's my gosh, media. you know I've
0: looked at I've seen this guy around before, yeah, and I never read his name properly. I just yeah. when I see those combination of letters, it only forms one thing,
1: yeah, and, and so. so this guy's in Australia, and he just does lots and lots of amiga stuff. he's a- probably former professional video editor to cert, to a certain degree, so I mean he does what he's doing, but it, his videos are simple and he's a real down earth dude. And, like, I, will, I like, like, he does unboxings. He just, like, or stuff, to, you know, acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Remember a game we played a long time ago called Saboteur? Heck yeah. Uh, he also, if you look on his channel, he did a video. Someone did a 3D version of that, which was quite mm. a, remarkable. It was neat to watch him uh, do that. So I thought, heck, I'm going to give this guy some love on here. Because I, I watched a lot of his videos this week. I like someone that's sort of a down-to-earth, just talking like it's your buddy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Hanging right. out with him. And this guy also, he's no flunky. Like, he knows the score. He's a smart guy. He knows the computers. He owned the back in the day. So if you if you get a chance, check out the channel. It's 005 space Agema or Amiga spelled backwards, uh, on YouTube. I think, I think you'll dig him. He's a real good cat. Um, next on the docket here, Boat. This one I just come, came across earlier today, actually. And this is an interesting one, I think, Boat. This one here is... Uh, a fellow that rigs up a power supply, that a new power supply for an Amiga. Uh, this is Knowles Retro Lab. This guy is a big deal. I mean, I've watched this stuff before, and this just happened to be a, a one he did with the Amiga. And what he does is he he wants an Amiga that you can use anywhere, any country. And so he literally goes and buys, he guts an old Amiga power supply, he buys a new power supply. He describes, he shows you how he puts it in. He puts a uh, connector on it like a computer connector so you can just mm-hmm. wh- whip off the cable you know cabling yeah
0: that's what and, uh, Jason Jason yeah. did that with the power supply he made me
1: it's real solid and mm-hmm. this is it's a good step by step guide for anyone wanting to try this stuff uh so I would give this guy a look it's not the worst idea and it's it's a fairly cheap project as well uh, to, to to take on and I, like I said, I, "I've watched some of this guy stuff before, and it's good stuff. So that's check him out. nose Retro Lab Boat. I always okay. I dig him. Um, oh, this is another one I came across today uh, in my in my uh, travels. And this is a fellow I've actually watched this stuff before, uh, named uh, Breadbox Commodore Computer Museum. All right, and one of the things he's been doing a series on the Amiga Mini. I've been watching." Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear this anywhere. Maybe I'm, I'm behind the times. Did you know they'd re- they'd mentioned two more games for the Amiga Mini? No. No. Played? What are they? Uh, Project X is okay, one, okay. and the other one is Sentinel. Uh, is hmm, another. Is I'm the not the familiar one. with Sentinel. I believe I know. I've played Sentinel. Uh, and it's it's a it's a good game. And of course Project X we played on the show long ago, much to my chagrin. I think that's or that no, was Super Stardust that we really bought. We we, we, we've there. also
0: played Project X. It's one of yeah. those nails hard yeah. uh horizontal yeah. shooters.
1: Yeah. So there's two more in the kitty there. And uh, you should check this guy out. Breadbox Com- uh uh Commodore Computer Museum. Again, this is not a, again, this guy's not have a small channel, he's a big time player. Uh, and uh, he's doing a really interesting series on the Amiga 500 Mini, including games that he would dominate to put in there and whatnot. So check him out. Uh, again, that's Breadbox Commodore Computer Museum on a YouTube boat. Awesome. Uh, good stuff there. Um, boat, it's almost upon us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and our friends at Amy West are gearing down. The bunting is being raised. <laughs> you think they're raising some Amiga bunting over there?
0: Heck yeah. Some uh, some red and white checkerboard bunting all over the place.
1: Uh, first of all, you can find out all the information you need to know about Amy West at amywest.net. Uh, Amy West 2021 will be the 24th. That's amazing. 24th Amy West show. And this will be happening October 16th and 17th, 2021 at the Holiday Inn Cal Expo in Sacramento, Town, if you will. Uh, they're going to have a banquet. You can still get reservations in for the banquet. I've heard the banquet is top shelf boat. Mm. Uh, I've heard it is top shelf. Now, I also know for a fact that they're having a uh, an incredible raffle that you can actually get in on if you're interested in it. If you scroll down on the amywest.net page, yes, there is a raffle ticket uh, purchasing area you can click on your ticket and you can this is eligible. Anyone can get on this even if you're at home. So you don't have to go to Amy West. Let's look at what they got here, boat. This is what your your ticket will get you. This is for 10 bucks US. If you win, you can win one of the following gimmicks here. How about this boat, the Checkmate mini ITX case. Nice. Not nice. bad, eh? How about this? Uh individual computers is actually donating an in division to the raffle. You can choose between the AGA MK two slash three or the new ECS version three. Not bad. Amy Kit is getting in on the on the gimmick. They're providing the license for the new Amy Kit XE for Raspberry Pi four or four hundred with one year updates and support. Not too mm. bad. Uh, you've also got the Connie Larson has donated a twelve a twelve hundred Bifrost Heimdall edition. Oh my gosh, Wait, the
0: Heimdall edition.
1: Listen, I've heard of this guy. Retro Rewind is going be, to be getting in on the raffle. Providing a copy of OS 3.2 with CD with ROMs and discs. Nice. You get it all, buddy. And of course, we know these guys too. Amiga Addict. Official Amiga Addict t-shirt boat. Those are always in style. Mm-hmm. My God, this just keeps on going. It Rabbit going Hole Computing, and Retro Passion, the Amiga Kit Store is involved. Amy, these are all things you can win from Amy Bench, Amiga Sys. My God, going on, Retronic Design has got stuff. Amiga.org. All kinds of stuff here. If you're interested in... Picking up a raffle ticket, you can actually directly go and check out Amy West Raffle at amywest.net. What the, what's the what's the ticket
0: price? What's the ticket price? One on ticket,
1: ten American dollars, Bo, okay. US dollars. Okay. Again, amywest.net forward slash raffle 2021. This should be happening. And I've been told the raffle is sort of a big draw. They're gonna have online uh festivities and stuff as well. More next week we'll I'll look into that a little bit further on the online aspects of it, but it should be cool. Keep your eyes posted at amywest.net for all the information. Both.
0: Sounds great, man. We wish them all the best over in yes, sir. Town. Yeah. Now, Aaron, it's time to talk a little bit about our favorite sponsor of Amigos, Retro Rewind. Mm. Now, Aaron, you know, the Amigos, you can't buy them anymore. They're too expensive. But
1: thank God we it every on the floor, other though.
0: every other Commodore computer, still cheap as chips. You can pick up C64s all day long for practically nothing. And don't get me started on how cheap the old plus four, the C16, all that stuff is. People are giving those things away. But if you've got one of these machines and it's broke down and busted because you bought it in quote unquote untested condition. We all know, you know what, what that, that means. means. Yeah. yeah. You're bummed. There's one place to go to get it up and working again. Okay. You got to check out retro rewind dot Okay. Why? Well, right off the bat, you can get some diagnostic carts so you can see, you can figure out exactly what's wrong with this new broken machine. that you. Now, acquired. wait a minute, Bo. what if you're too dumb to diagnose a get machine like I am? Well, if you're too dumb, you don't have to worry about it. You can just send the whole thing up to Frank and the team up at Retro Rewind and they'll diagnose your problem. They'll quote you on what it's going to take to fix and they'll do it. They'll take care of you every step of the way uh retro rewind is the place to go for all of your commodore computer needs uh whether you need chips whether you want to burn eproms whether you need cap kits or you need a machine recapped reflowed and reported they do it all and they do it cheap they do it cheap but they do it well they do Mm. it well located in friendly canada you know that it's going to a good home and your commodore will come back grand spanking new ready to rock and roll and guess what You can save 10% off any order from the store from the smallest item to the biggest by using the promo code Amigos10 at checkout. We appreciate and we thank Retro Rewind for being uh, this week's sponsor of Amigos. Thank you. Aaron, it's time to talk Chaos Engine. Let's do it, man. man.
1: Oh, man. Holy smokes, Bo. Here we are again, Chaos Engine. You know, I was talking to Bo before the show uh, I went back just for fun and listened to the original time that we covered this way back on Amigos 32. Mm-hmm. So that was quite a while back. <laughs> uh, the web said it was February 22nd, 2016. That sound about right to we, you? We,
0: we've xed since then, this yeah, being know, episode then. 320.
1: Holy smokes. Unbelievable. So let's talk about the Chaos Engine. Now we all know, uh, well I'd say we know, that there were multiple versions of this release of the Amiga. You had your... Uh, You had your ECS, OCS version, Boat. You had your Mm -hmm. AGA 1200 version. You had the CD32 version. I actually looked at all of them. I looked at all the versions. Uh, But mostly I played the uh, AGA 1200 version. But I didn't look at them all. So we can kind of chat about them. So uh, this was released in March of 93, Boat. Uh, Two discs. You could have up to two players playing simultaneously. Uh, Developed. By your good friends because you've badmouthed these guys more than once. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna pull your feet and put them in a fire right now. But the Bitmap Brothers, you always badmouth these guys, but they've had some of the all-time great Amiga games. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna list a couple here that okay, you can't deny. Okay, okay. Speedball Two is a great game, and yes. Speedball. Yeah. All right. Gods is a great game. Yes. No. Uh, it, oh yeah, it is. Xenon Two is a great game. I love that game. So you've got some good, solid titles right there for the Bevett Brothers. And here comes the Chaos Engine, which just is almost like it's the game they were they were born to make. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, again, this runs on the ECS, OCS, and the AGA, depending on version you have. And from what I read in the manual, they said any Amiga with one meg of chip RAM will run this. So, right,
0: 500, so 500 or above.
1: Yeah. Um, the uh, Of course, uh, this was... Coded by a fellow named Mike Montgomery and another fellow named Steve Cargill. Wait a minute. They're uh, not brothers. No, they're not. How'd you know? Because it well, the last is, names uh, I, are the bit,
0: my brothers, not real brothers. <laughs> Listen, I, <laughs> the lies just keep on piling up for these guys.
1: <laughs> I was stunned for a second. When you said that, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh of course you had a, a graphics by Dan Malone and the music here. From Joy, J-O-Y. Now, you've got you've got two sets of musicians here, Boat. The main theme for this game was done by Joy. Joy uh, was comprised of Farouk Joy and Haroon Joy. Joy. Mm. And they did the main theme. And then our old standby, the King Dong, the Grand Poobah of Amiga music, Richard Joseph. is,
0: is it is it Mr. Whitaker? Tell me, it's Mr. No, no
1: it's Richard Joseph, the other oh, King okay. <laughs> Dong. Yeah, you're close. Uh, he did the music, and I will say he did every other. From what I was, from what I read, he did all the music except for the title. And there is quite a bit of music in this. There so is. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that. Um. So, um. Uh, the uh, The game was ported. Uh, uh, to quite a few machines, including the Acorn Archimedes, of course, the ST, uh, Nintendo, Super NES, I should say. Uh, DOS got a port, Genesis. Uh, Some of these got ports under different names for, for whatever reason. When they brought this to the States, they took the incredibly cool name, the Chaos Engine. That's about as cool, If on my cool guy name scale, but that's right at the top. It is. you know. And what do they do? Let's make this game decidedly less cool and make it have less sense. Mm-hmm. We're going to call it Soldier of Fortune, which is dumb. Dumb yes. name. So whoever thought that was a good idea, you're dumb. you mm-hmm. know. And I'm sure it didn't help their sales. Because I'd go buy a game called the Chaos Engine way before I'd buy one called Soldier of Fortune. That's lame
0: that's it it follows in the grand American tradition of naming things, so there's no ambiguity about what they contain because the game is about mercenaries, they're not wrong, yeah, but that I mean the chaos engine why would you that's such a cool name? Why would you
1: change it? So, I don't know, but because we're dumb, dumb yeah. things happen <clears throat> now before we get into the game itself, boat uh do you remember all those years ago playing this for the first time, yeah. I do. And, we, and of course, me and you sat down and did a double play on it one time as well. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any idea, you you told me before the show, you can't recall what your early thoughts on the game were. So, I I, I just listened to it so I know them. So, it'd be okay. to hear what, I'm going to hear your current thoughts and then we'll see how they mesh up with your previous thoughts because my, my thoughts have changed a little Okay, uh, since I, since the original uh, gameplay. So, before we get into it, I want, we've got to talk a little bit about the backstory. Now, if you play this on the did you did you have a go at this on the CD32 or watch the video for it at all? Both. I only played
0: the AGA and OCS, ECS, and the, I played every version except for the CD32 version because I didn't have it.
1: It's funny because there's a backstory to this that is they they sort of abbreviated in the CD32 version because they've got that speaking intro It's like some cutscenes. Mm-hmm. So the full version of this is, um, so. A time traveler, right, is on reconnaissance and he gets stranded in England in the late 1800s. And somehow mm-hmm. the time travel technology falls into the hands of the of Royal Society. The Royal Society led by Baron uh, Fortescue.
0: Fortescue, that's how you it. It's Fortescue. Okay. So
1: Fortescue. Fortescue takes this tech. He's like, I had to figure this crap out. It's 1800s, it's close enough to you know the future. And, and he gets in there and fools with it. And what happens is he creates something called the Chaos Engine, which is a gimmick to experiment with the nature of space and time. Now, when you experiment with the nature of space (laughs) and time, and by the way, you're a steam you're some kind of weird steampunk geek scientist, what could go wrong? Well, it goes down in a bad way. So the Chaos Engine somehow becomes sentient and take and sucks the guy in. Remember in uh, Superman... What was it? Superman 3, when that computer mm-hmm. eats that guy? It's sort of like mm-hmm. that. It's the way yeah. I look at it. And then, bam, the cast Engine goes crazy-ate bonkers all over the UK, which I thought was funny because this is... It only affects the UK. It completely screws it up. <laughs> well,
0: it they, probably affects the rest of the world. They just don't care. The I don't, UK they, is, you know... <laughs> if
1: anyone comes to try to help the UK and they're attacked in the ports, and says, and it cuts all the communication lines... And what happens is when it takes over, it turns all the animals into like mutants, and it also resurrects yeah. some other animals that were yeah. that were okay. Extinct. Now
0: let's let's stop for just a second. Let's right. pause. This is a freaking great backstory. Well, it's this so- is not like this is not like the evil Zynoids are being from the planet Korkon, or I mean, it's not that. I mean, this is like this is a movie that might be cool to see. So well, hats off to these guys for 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 crafting a story that isn't total crap
1: well i mean it was heavily now i've not read the book it's based on but it was apparently it was heavily borrowed from a uh a a, from a science fiction book oh okay back in the day now i don't know how i don't know how heavily Hmm. uh but uh it was a william gibson book by the way really you know of neuromancer was he british i don't think so I don't know. I've never really thought about it, to be honest with you. Somebody can tell us if he is. I didn't think he was, but it would make sense. Uh, So, now that the chaos engine's been unleashed and Europe's all jacked up, luckily the royal family get out because they got connections, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Probably on the, they walked across the strait on the back of peasants. And when they got over there, they're like, (laughs) hey, they're like, wait a minute, man, this ain't good. We need to hire some suckers to go in there and blow this chaos engine up. Mm -hmm. And that's where you come in. You, you're going to pick, you pick a, from a band of characters and you're going to go in and try to infiltrate the UK and blow away all these creatures and get to the end of the game where you'll take on the chaos engine itself. Now, Boat, there's your opening. There's your premise, uh, for the game. You already told me that you like the backstory. Uh, you, what did you, when this game boots up, the music starts, you see the little scroll. What were your initial thoughts?
0: This is a game that could appear on a console. Andy. This is that this is a console quality game. Um it's very well polished. The intro is 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 well done. It's not over the top. It doesn't last forever, but it gives you the information that you need to know. Um the game boots in a way that makes sense without, you know, having to go through a lot of nonsense. Um and uh the I really like a lot of things about this game um when i first started playing it i was impressed and again i started out with the lowest version so i started out with the the ocs ecs version Mm -hmm. i was impressed by the speed i was impressed by the animation i was impressed by the graphics i was impressed by the color Uh, i know that the colors are not i'm stunned to hear that (laughs) i I know that the the colors are not the brightest Mm -hmm. but it fits the theme of the game if yeah. you're talking about a post-apocalyptic steampunk universe, um, this, these are the colors that I would expect to see, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and so right off the bat, I was impressed. Yes.
1: Yes. Now we didn't we didn't touch on this, but yes, this is set in sort of a steampunk y themed universe. Now, you'll recall that uh in ninety-three, steampunk wasn't like ultra in vogue. So yeah. this would be one of the earlier things I think we would have seen with steam now of course steampunk with bananas especially when like BioSphere came out or was that what what was it, BioShock I should say yeah. uh, or and uh, and some of the stuff like that they came out and kind of made it you know more interesting but and I've always kind of dug that whole you know aesthetic Me too.
0: I've always but, liked steampunk.
1: But I will say <clears throat> what the Bitmap Brothers did here was they took a, a game and we'll get to the actual gameplay in a minute but they took a fairly simple game and they, they draped beautiful garb on it and they, and they gave it a beautiful story and they made, they gave the game, they made a game like this into its own thing, as opposed to just be like, you could we could be very cruel and just say, Hey, look, it's a gauntlet clone. All right. Mm-hmm. Which it gets that a lot, but that's not really fair because they actually really dressed this thing up nicely. Plus there's some wrinkles in there. And so I will say, yeah, I agree. The backstory, as goofy as it is, the backstory and the aesthetic of the game uh, is good. The graphics do, I think you're right. I think they do match the actual feeling of the game. I mean, this is a rundown, beat down, like super jacked up UK. It's not going to be charming and bright and beautiful. You're going to have a bunch of, you know, crazy stuff going on dark colors. I know you love your colors, but in this case, you've suspended that but just because of the scene. I think you're, I think you're right there. So when you start the game and I will say this is one place that I saw there was when the CD 32 version and the other versions, one thing I like with the CD 32 version, aside from the fact that you get that intro is it's got an online, like on disc, uh, manual that you can go through. It's got all the instructions on it. I didn't see that in the other version. So that's nice. And they're great. I mean, let's, they probably did the bare minimum, <laughs> you know, but still it's nice to have a manual yeah. to look through. Uh, so, but aside from that, pretty much that, and, it, you know, of course, the colors are AGA on that. But that's, and, the, and you also can use more than one button on the on the uh, CD32. Aside from that, I didn't see a whole lot of difference. So, you get the choice of one player or two player when you start the game. There's not really a whole lot of options, is there, Bode? I mean, pretty much it's one player, two player. Yeah. When you play one player on this game, you actually will pick two because you're always going to have a teammate that's controlled by the computer, uh, Bode what did you think about that
0: well this is a this is something that could go really right or really wrong whenever they introduce uh and and overall i thought the computer player was okay you know yeah it's difficult to program a computer controlled player because you don't want him to be so good that you don't have to do anything yeah but at the same time you don't want him to just be horrible and just go off randomly you know so i thought that they did a pretty good job you know of of splitting the difference I, I sort of would have liked to have had the opportunity to play the game without the extra player just to yeah. just to see what difference it made uh it, it would have been kind of cool if they would have given you the option like maybe decrease the number of enemies or made the enemies slightly weaker and let you go it alone yeah. um but uh but as it is it, it the the second player was not a hindrance at all uh now playing this with a real second person obviously is the way to go
1: yeah. Now, I will say this. Uh, I read uh, m- many places mention this. If you want to play by yourself, there's, of course there's no option, but what you can do is take, play the two-player game and just have the other guy get killed, and mm-hmm. you can just go through the game by yourself. But I don't think it's gonna, it's not gonna, like, make it easy on you. Right. I found the computer player to be fairly competent, but the main thing, not a deterrent, not, a, not someone who sucks about it ruined the game
2: mm-hmm. because
1: they wasn't getting, forever getting stuck behind stuff, <clears throat> crap like that. So, When you start the game, uh, you get to pick from your characters. Now, uh, there are six characters. I was reading, Boat, when this originally, believe it or not, this was like sort of baited two years before it got released. This was in production for a long time. And from what I read, the original version of this had 12 characters. And you could have three on the screen at once. But it was in production for for like ever. And so Mm. uh, clearly they canned a lot of that. But that would have been cool to have twelve characters to choose from. That would have been awesome. But you get six, uh, and the six characters each have a picture with a unique look to them. Uh, I'll run through them real quick. You've got the thug. Uh, the thug is a strong and slow guy with a machine with a shotgun. Then you get a guy called the Navi. I like the Navi. He's got a bazooka. He's usually, in fact, I usually pick the thug and the Navi as my team. Mm-hmm. You've got a guy called the uh, the Bri- the brigand. Mm-hmm. uh he's just sort of like a he's sort of like a mid-range character uh and then you've got a guy called the the mercenary the brigand uses a rifle and the mercenary uses a shot uh something that's like a shotgun but it's a gatling gun then the last two characters are the gentleman the gentleman uses sort of a uh a, a pistol and then the and you've got a guy called the preacher and the preacher is uh is as a guy who is not in every game he in America in the game for American versions and a few others, they deemed it, um, They didn't think it was a good idea to have a preacher that went around and murdered people.
0: (laughs) Well, it's more than just that. You know, any game, especially on Nintendo, you had to scrub your games full or free of any sort of religious connotations whatsoever. So, preacher definitely out. They replaced him with the scientist.
1: Yeah, so the preacher slash scientist uses a laser and the gentleman uses a pistol. The gentleman's pistol, actually, when you shoot something, the bullet keeps going once you shoot it. That's kind of neat. But otherwise, these two guys are kind of weak. Now, you buy these characters with a starting money. Money. Mm-hmm. So if you cheap out and get two of the cheaper characters, then you'll have more money to spend if you make it in the store, which we'll get to that in a moment. So once you, by the way, which did you did you have favorites amongst these characters?
0: I always go with the tanks in games like this because get so the uh, navy
1: and the thugs. Who you yeah, pick?
0: because because <laughs> they they give your care they give the characters wisdom attributes. Nowhere in the game did I ever see what wisdom did for you. As far as I can tell, it does nothing.
1: So. Well that no I, it's funny those skills do stuff and I, I figured out what some of them are okay okay we should mention there are there are uh, base skills in the game. I believe the skills are wisdom, uh, health, uh, strength no wisdom, health, speed and skill okay now I know skill you had to jack up skill before you could upgrade your weapon. So the, hi, uh, and so I would I, so wisdom I didn't go down the wisdom road, but I well, wait Well, like here. I said, I I I looked a lot into this and I couldn't find
0: anything that wisdom did. So th- I never chose the smart characters because to me they needed some weaker characters so they made up an attribute they could be strong in. I bet
1: I bet there. it did something. I the way that these guys were pretty thorough, so I'd wait. I wouldn't be surprised if it did something. I have to look into it. Uh, but anyway, that I like the the advancement is kind of neat. Uh and we'll get to that in a minute. So you've got your characters. You've uh uh you're ready to go into the game. So what do you do? Well, um this game is sort of a top down run and gun maze game. Does that sound about right, Boat? Yeah, that's with
0: exactly s- what it is.
1: With some with some very light puzzle elements, okay? Uh and I mean very light. Like, uh, but uh, they're there. the uh, The game is uh, uh, conducted where it's two players simultaneous. Like I said, where you've got a, a character on there or not. And what happens is you'll go to this maze and you'll come across enemies. The enemies will come out of caves, or they'll just appear randomly. And sometimes they're out of they come out of like things that you can shut down, sort of like a gauntlet, you know, where you can mm-hmm. blow up the, the bad guy yeah. generator. But not always. Sometimes they just come out of the hillside, and then they eventually all come out, and then they're, they're gone. They mm-hmm. don't come forever, as far as right. I can tell.
0: Right, and that's one of the things that I love about this game is that the monsters don't infinitely spawn. Like, they'll, you'll see a cave appear in the hillside, monsters will come out of it, and then the cave will disappear, and there will be no more monsters. So that's yeah. great. I love that.
1: Now, the game is split into... there. Are, from what I... I didn't go through all the levels. I went through... I got all the way to the end of the second level. From what I've read... There are four levels, and each level is comprised of four sections, okay? And so as you go through the levels, you're going to see little yin-yangs. Uh, if you go across a yin-yang, that basically saves that point. You're, you've you made it to that point on the level. Yeah, Otherwise, it's a checkpoint. You, exactly, which I appreciated that. A very mm-hmm. modern touch in a game like this where you yeah. don't want to have to backtrack over and over. And
0: we do, we do have some feedback from the chat. The manual, according to Wing Chun Wolf, he says, The manual says wisdom only affects the AI player. That makes That's all the sense in the world. Well,
1: that, yeah. would, be, that would have given it some value, though, if it right. made it better. Right. Um, so thank you, Wing Chun. Uh, as, you, as you go through the game, I mean, so we've talked about the trappings of the game. Let's talk about the game itself. It's basically like a very jazzed-up gauntlet. I mean, it's very similar. The mm-hmm. only other game I could think of that was very similar to it was when when me and Britt covered Jurassic Park. The first yeah. levels of that were very similar to this, yep. except much much crappier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't get me wrong; I don't think that game's better than this one, but that's what it reminded me of. What do you think of the gameplay in this boat?
0: Um, the gameplay is good, but it's not great. Uh, there are several things that I wish that the, you know uh, that a, a maybe a, a more modern game might have, or uh, there are just things that I, I think would have made the game better. Now there's a couple ways that you can approach this. So obviously the only thing you do in this game is shoot. You shoot and you move. So um, you have to there's no way to fire in a direction that you're not facing. You have to face in the direction that you're firing. okay? Yeah, this is a development choice. This is not a technical limitation, and I don't have a problem with it because if you're if you've got a bazooka, You know, you're not going to fire that thing behind your back as you're running away. Okay, you're going to point that thing, and you're only going to fire the direction you're facing. So, I don't. You know, some people think this game would be better if it worked more like Smash TV or Robotron, where you could fire in all directions while you're moving.
1: Yeah, that. I think Atari
0: Warriors is like that too, where you got that rotary stick and all that. That would be,
1: yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Um,
0: but they didn't. They didn't go that way. That's that's fine with me, but. The thing, the unforgivable thing about this game is that when you, you cannot move and shoot at the same time, okay. You whenever you shoot, your player stops moving, he comes to a yeah. dead stop. Yeah. That's like no good.
1: It's like there's uh, like there's kickback on the gun, sort of like yeah. it stops dead. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's no good. When you're playing a run and gun game, you want to be able to run and gun simultaneously. Yeah. Uh it, I found that to be super, super aggravating. And again, it's not a technical limitation of the Amiga or anything like that. It's a decision that they made. I think it was a dumb decision. I would have liked to have seen the, your player be able to run and shoot, even if you're just shooting in the same direction or running at the same time. Because the enemies, as they come toward you, they come toward you hot and heavy. And sometimes you got to take yeah. drastic measures to evade them. So yeah. Um, what did you think of the gameplay?
1: You know, this game, it's funny, when I got into it, I was struck by a couple of things. Because everyone compares it to Gauntlet, right? And we just compared it to... You remember Time Bandits on the Coco? This has a lot in common with Time Bandits. We yeah. run around that maze shooting. Yeah. And also you stop that. But the other game that reminded me of a lot, and of course it would, is Gods. Because in a lot of ways, there are a lot of the of the elements of Gods in this game in terms of the level design and the and the way you move through the game and the way of enemies and stuff appears. You know, it's very... There's a lot... Even the color scheme and everything reminds me a lot of Gods. Of course it would. Like I said, Bitmap Brothers did it. Right. In terms of what you're saying, i'm not I'm not gonna say you're wrong uh it, it i'll listen if you could have had a twin stick version of this we'd be laughing now that would be awesome and you could really juice up the enemy count too if you wanted to, but but no one was doing that back then or very few yeah. you know so i mean it's a game of its time if it was ever revamped that would be something interesting to stick in there. Uh, yeah, it's funny to call this a running gun. It's more like a stopping gun. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and it's easy to get overwhelmed, and it definitely ups the difficulty, okay? Now, And, of course, how do you, the way you get through this game is every level, you've got to go and capture these nodes. You've got to, and these nodes are frozen out. They're just big. They look like long, almost like antennas that are kind of, they have a, like a shield over, and you go over and touch them or shoot them, and that goes away, and there's a certain amount of nodes you've got to, free up per level and when you get enough of the nodes it'll open up the exit okay so it's it's simple gameplay you know the nodes are sort of like the uh, getting the keys in like gauntlet for example Mm -hmm. Um,
0: now okay let's stop again go ahead because here's the thing about gauntlet okay uh gauntlet is designed as a quarter muncher okay it's designed to be very very difficult your health actually ticks down as you play no matter what in gauntlet i hate that Uh, In this game, this game is designed in the same way as Gauntlet, except there's no way that you can continue your game by putting in extra extra quarters, okay? This game suffers from starting you out with too few men. Starting you out with just two extra guys at the beginning, way too few, way too few. That makes progression difficult, unnecessarily difficult. Uh, I would have liked to have seen either... uh, a way to you can save your progress after every level not just every world a continue option you you do get passwords but you have to beat a full world to get a passport a password not just a level or start you out with five or six men any one of those things would have improved this game for me because at playing this game now you know here in 2021 uh, I think that this game is just too difficult. Now, you can always say, well, back in the day, this was your only game and you played it till you got good. Well, you can say that about literally every game that's ever been created. That doesn't solve the fact that, you know, we play a lot of games on this show and I've got a pretty good idea of what a good difficulty curve is. In this game, it's not too hard. There's not too many enemies on the screen. It doesn't pose an insurmountable challenge. They just need to give you more chances before it's game over start at the
1: beginning. Do you recall how far you got into the game? Yeah, uh,
0: I was I was able to beat I think the first three levels, but I was not able to beat the first world until I turned on the trainer.
1: All right, I uh, I'm gonna I got to level I got to the third world, second stage I think, yeah. And on my and own just with no with che- no, che- no cheats, no cheats. That's no, great, could, man. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I started out horribly at this. And for, I'll tell you, one of the things I did was I picked the wrong guy. I picked the gentleman at first. Mm-hmm. He's real weak. right? Mm-hmm. I picked the gentleman, and the thug. That was a mistake. That's why I went to the Navi. Uh, you need someone that has some meat on them. Really. A lot of it is getting to those. Every two levels, you get a store where you can spend that money. That's mm-hmm. where you go to the pay window. You got to upgrade those weapons and you've got to upgrade your health and your speed. And yeah. that's how I like to do it. And I actually, it's funny, this game has a lot of secret areas, and mm-hmm. if you look for them, you can find them, and they almost always have good stuff in yeah. them, including. And let's, let's
0: let's talk about that for a second. So this yeah. is another great thing about this game. The store mechanic, fantastic, because they don't put useless stuff in the store. The store is real easy to understand. Yeah. You don't have to consult the manual. You, no. you You get coins throughout the level, and you go to the store and you upgrade your stuff. It'll Another even shop great- for
1: you. It's got an automatic chopper yeah. if you want to use yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Another great thing about this game is that they tell you exactly how much of everything you've gotten at the end of a level. So if there's stuff that's left over, like if you miss some secret areas, they won't tell you where the secret areas are, but they'll say, hey, you only got like 75% of the coins in this level. You know, If you're having trouble with this game, you need to spend more time exploring the stage so you can get more money so you can upgrade your stuff better. And I'll fully admit that it's possible that I was not doing my best when it came to upgrading my stuff. I think maybe if I had some more time to play this, I would have been able to figure that out, because I think you're right. I think spending your money wisely in this game, acquiring and spending your money, is key to being successful at it.
1: Yeah, and I also uh, will say that uh, as you go through the game, uh, you can go through this game, I mean, it tells you how many towers you've got left you the exit's unlocked, okay? it's It's usually not more than, say, four early on, mm-hmm. okay? And then the door is unlocked, okay? There is the. But this was a great play choice, a great uh, design choice. They did not put a timer on this thing. They did not put a, there's no, there, there's not like a, a, an Armageddon if you leave. You can take your time, nose around a little bit, try to find the hidden areas uh, and and get goodies, you know? And I ended up getting a bunch of extra men by the time. That's how I got so far, Boat, because mm-hmm. I got, I found a bunch of extra men Mm -hmm. uh you've also got your goof there the funny thing is about this game is like your guy takes money and stuff too so he gets his own money and he'll run over and get it which is neat but i mean you have to i try to keep him away from this stuff i want (laughs) right Uh, but uh uh i like this is one of the few games where i control two guys and i like it because i don't Mm -hmm. have to do anything and he's fairly confident and you can upgrade them both so i don't mind him getting some of that scratch but I do, I will say, the uh, mo- in, a, in a world where Amiga games always have trouble and I think they're too hard, I think this one, keep in mind that I played that good, hard week of this on and off, and I was able to get fairly far into the game with a computer yeah, if opponent not knowing what I'm doing. you got to the, got to the third
0: world, there's only four worlds in the game. Yeah. So you got like 75% th- and through And I could
1: always get to the second world. Mm-hmm. I couldn't always get to the third, but I can always get to the second world with not too much difficulty uh so I'll, you know make, i wanna i
0: i think I'm going back on what I said because I think I did get to the second world on with without using the trainer I'm selling my my awesome skills because it gives internet. you the codes it yeah. gives you the
1: code you yeah know, at, that, at that world um I'll, by the way something else i thought about when I was driving today speaking of the bimet brothers all their games seem to have stores in them you know, mm-hmm. this is another one that has just like Speedball has a store, just like Xenon Two has a store. Yeah, this also a has mechanic. a store. They love the store. Gods has a store. <laughs> They've mm-hmm. all got stores, and so this is another. They didn't deviate too far from their usual uh, thing. Now, so that's the game. The only other elements you really need to know are uh, every every world has a different look. I wouldn't say. I mean, it's a. I'm not gonna say it's suddenly you're in the awesome world, but they're different. Mm -hmm. and but there are some problems with the game that we've got to go over uh the first problem i've got with the game is is that there's no there's no bosses or anything you just finish your world and then the Mm -hmm. world's over and so there's Mm -hmm. no and i read that the designers said they were trying to think outside the box and not have but many bosses well that was dumb i think the designer meant to say we ran out of time (laughs) because we were working on this for two or three years But they've only got one boss in the whole game, and that's the end guy. And while I didn't get to the end guy, I did watch him beat him, and it was no great shakes. He just went in there and crushed him, and it was over. Uh, So uh, what do you think about that? No end bosses? Did it bother you not to have any?
0: Absolutely it bothered me. There are two things that bothered me about the, once we get away from the gameplay and we get into the actual game flow itself, the first thing is that there are no bosses, and the second thing, there's no story. Once you get past the initial yeah. story, why front load all that stuff at the beginning? You know, why not? You know, when you beat a world, why don't you say, "Hey, you know, we saw the Chaos Engine lurking in that warehouse over there. Let's go check it out," or something like that. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be an incredible amount of stuff, but you need to know why you are moving through these different areas. <laughs> you know, that gives you some yeah. agency to play.
1: Yeah, and or what? Like, why are, What are these nodes? What's happening? You're yeah. right. Yeah, this the is nodes are never explained. Where they're like, I, I, wouldn't bet it. Be surprised at all if they like made the game. And they're like, okay, get Billy to write a backstory, and usually they get like the janitor, some. Geek. And Billy's like, I read this William Gibson yeah. novel, but this time they had that that guy had this one like stroke of sheer brilliance, and he wrote this. and he's like, oh yeah, now we got something, because there wasn't a whole lot of of. Like what would have been neat is like if you're in the UK, right? How about some landmarks and stuff? You know, yeah. Why can we can we have? Why aren't the zones like part of
0: the UK? That why aren't they why aren't they underground signs? You know, why haven't the why didn't the Chaos Engine? uh transform the london underground into a mutant transport device and then you've got to activate the underground signs you know to
1: to make the to, to make the train go to the next level there's See, all kinds of things you could do you're a genius Boat. that would have been awesome any of that stuff would have been great and if you were to remake this now like i mean cuz the gameplay listen this is we've seen this gameplay many times alien breed did it hook berserk did it all right we you know it's the same basic bear homie but you can clearly you can spice it up also if you're going to go with the steampunk route really go for it how about some steampunk enemies in here? Not just like big oves or geeks or blobs. Well, again, Something.
0: that's sort of the Bitmap Brothers thing. Like when you look at the enemies from Gods,
1: what well, are the those? Gods, uh, they're a god's bunch of blobs. Enemies, they look no, they're not. They're they're cool looking. They're, they're different crap. looking. The you don't know what you're talking about because you don't remember them. But I, I do. do. They were cool. There's these the weird much,
0: thing that walks on its hands. What's that got to do much, with God? That,
1: but that stuff looks like stuff you might see in like a weird, like uh heavy metal magazine version of like. Uh, uh, Hades, or something. I could see that. This stuff is just, there's nothing wrong with these enemies. They're just not I mean I would have made them much more appropriate for the story. Something else I'd like to have seen is more bad guys. There's not like a ton of bad guys. Well, here's the thing.
0: I I thought about that too because one of the hallmarks of Gauntlet is the fact that there's a zillion bad guys. And they're always on their way. But the thing is, like the game is already, you know, in my opinion, the game's already hard enough as it no, is. No, so no, no.
1: I don't mean I don't mean more guys than a map. I just mean different types of oh, guys. okay. I you know, just like different types of I don't know that I like.
0: share your critique about I think the monster because these are supposed to be mutated animals you know right. that, that have,
1: they, and, and, and so I mean they look like freaks. They look like what they should look like. I'm not ragging on the guys, but what I'm saying is, I would just like—I think there's only like nine different creatures in the whole game.
0: Okay, yeah, that's not—that's not. That's that's what I'm
1: talking about. Get me, get, give me something. And the thing is, with that backstory, you've got a wealth of possibilities, as we discussed. So, I mean, listen—I know we're going on. It sounds like we're killing this thing, but we're—we're trying not to. But I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it here. Mm -hmm. Um, you will occasionally pick up power ups. Sometimes they're cool. Of course, sometimes you just walk over something, you die. The bomb. I learned that pretty quick. Don't walk over that. Uh, if you're playing on the C D thirty two stick, you can actually hit the second, you can hit one of your, I think it's the blue button that's to like activate your power. Otherwise, you gotta use the keyboard. But I didn't find it to be that big a deal. It's not like you're pounding that those special on the, powers. Yeah, and when all you the play
0: time. the when you play the OCS ECS, it's the old hold the button down for a couple seconds maneuver yeah. that activates.
1: I like it, the so. fact that you can find a map. And stuff. I like like I said, there's some cool stuff. There's some stuff. It's very similar to the gods in, in terms of the find power ups you find. Sometimes they blow up everything on the screen in a spectacular way. Sometimes they blow up everything on the screen in a different spectacular way, you know? So I guess like I said, this game I I've had a lot of God's flashbacks. Now, I listened to our in our uh look at this in episode thirty two, like I mentioned. hmm And we were both I'd say we both said this was basically maybe kind of above average. You know? Now, uh,
0: yeah, at, at that time, I definitely had not played enough Amiga games to realize how above average this game is.
1: Well, I mean, I think going back to play it now, I will say I enjoyed this game. In fact, this week, I en- I've never enjoyed it more than I had this week. I don't know what it mm-hmm. was. Maybe something clicked in my head. Uh, but I really enjoyed playing it. Now, is this thing the end-all, be-all? No but is this a fun, mindless game that you can play with your buddy? Yes, you can play this on Amiga Live and it works fine. I know a lot of people do that, uh, and it's fun to play hot, you know, play with your buddy there live in person. And if you don't have a buddy, it's the computer does a decent job. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a pretty good game. I'd say it's a solid B title boat. yeah, maybe a I'm b+. right there with you.
0: solid solid B to b plus title absolutely. Um,
1: did uh, did we get any action on the old Discord boaster?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the Chaos Engine, you know there's going to be people writing in. Yeah. We're going to kick things off here with a review from, i got to scroll up here, Pajaco6502. He says, this is Gauntlet on roided up steampunk goodness. It would have not <laughs> have been out of place in an arcade and gives console gaming a run for its money. A fantastic two-player game for you and a friend to play. It's tough at times, but you'll go back for more. The graphics, music, and sound are all top-notch to boot. If you haven't played this, it's time to get out from under that rock, grab some soda, some Cheetos, and a buddy, and go at it. Nine out of ten. Oh, my. Lord Soup writes, The Amiga was a far more capable machine than its software would infer. Often games fell way short of what the machine was able to do. This is not one of those games. From the excellent graphics to the pumping soundtrack and spot-on gameplay, this is the Amiga at full stride. It's a fine-tasting barbecue. Outstanding what work bitmaps. We should mention, Aaron, this game does have simultaneous uh, sound effects and music. And I think the music, although not my cup of tea being the Eurodance trash, uh, does fit the theme of the game quite well and does get you all pumped up.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And also we should mention
0: the sound effects are also rock and yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. Alien Breeder writes... When I was young, I had the OCS version and then the CD32 version, and he said he, even here in the United States, and both were fantastic games. Admittedly, I did not get very far until modern times when I could use save states, but it was always a fun time. The graphics are high quality, the music is fantastic, and the action is top-notch. Having played many of the versions of this game, the Amiga version is the best version of the classic game, 8.5 out of 10. Next up, we have Laurent Giroux. He says, Chaos Engine is a game that looked great on paper and reviewed well in magazines. Playing it back then, I was definitely not disappointed by the fantastic graphics and the appropriately weird dynamic music. The game definitely exudes a very particular and pleasant atmosphere. However, I also remember feeling somewhat unsatisfied. The player fires in the direction he's walking, which means that any attempt to avoid projectiles by changing direction results in firing like an idiot into the void. While conversely, aiming precisely at the enemy implies making peace with the idea of being filled with bullets. And this inconvenience will carry over for the entire game, wasting relatively okay level design by forcing the players to contort into weird fire and then eat bullet, then rotate weirdly away, rinse and repeat routines every time they approach enemies. Adding a lock direction buttons uh, button would have solved this issue, made the gameplay that much more fluid and less wasteful, allowing them to reduce the number of health packages and allowing players to concentrate on the action rather than forcing them to mastering those esoteric bullet avoidance contorted routines. Wasted opportunity, you say? Sounds like an Amiga game, doesn't it? Also, oh, don't play the Steam version. It's very lacking. It's a very bare bones conversion, clunky and sometimes buggy. Six out of ten. Play it for the atmosphere. The art is brilliant. Oh my. Oh my super fama king writes by the time of its release i'd moved on from the amiga to Pastures new and seeing as most amiga to console conversions are terrible i never played it there either it was only within the last few years i fired it up on the amiga to see what all the hype was about and boy talk about disappointed oh. it looks decent has some nice touches but as usual it's a bit my brother's game dining out on past glory
2: Oh, There's man. nothing
0: massively wrong with it, but like Magic Pockets before it, it's dull, slow, repetitive, and like most Amiga titles, extremely difficult. above you shooters like this need two sticks or in a control pad with four buttons to direct shooting, like Smash TV, so you can shoot in one direction and move in another, but here you shoot in the direction you move, which makes it incredibly frustrating. As nice as the graphics and art are, it's all boringly beige and earthy in color, which hardly racks up the excitement. Your large, chunky character loses masses of energy from their small energy bar every time you're hit, making staying alive long enough to see the next screen's subtle change of brown or green a chore. I've never experienced it in a two-player, and I'm sure back in the day this was a lot more fun when playing it with a mate, but on single-player, everything's tedious. Like wow. most Bitmap Brothers titles, this one seems to have been given god-like status, but at the end of the day, it's an extremely average, above you shooter with some odd game mechanics. 4
1: out of 10. Man, Burial. Who was that? Burial was super, from Super Famic King? King. Holy yeah. smokes. He dropped the hammer, Boat.
0: Dave Velociraptor. All... Oh, I'm sorry, man. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dave Velociraptor writes, This is the Bitmap Brothers first Amiga-led game as far as I'm aware. I think it turns out great. It comes very fairly late into the Amiga's life in 1993 and is a great showcase of what the Amiga can do with a gauntlet-style game. The style of the game clicks with me as do most bitmap games, and I think it's very playable. Adding a co-op CPU player is very interesting. 8 out of 10. And finally, Pixels of Dawn writes, I have a mixed history with Bitmap Brothers games. The Amiga versions of games like Gods and Xenon 2 didn't do much for me. I add parenthetically because you know what good games are. That said, the Chaos Engine, and before it, Speedball 2, is a work of art. The steampunk aesthetic works really well with the bitmap's graphical style, and the main game occupies most of the display with a pleasingly minimal UI. The pumping soundtrack is perfect for this kind of game, and the eminently quotable sound effects like node-activated round out a perfectly crafted soundscape. And this is one of the few games where those extra AGA colors really make a difference, with the CD32 intro adding even more atmosphere. As for the gameplay itself, it's a lot of fun with puzzles and secrets to break up the run-and-gun action. It takes some time to get used to the fire and movement direction mechanics, but that's not exactly unprecedented when you consider Hall of Famers like Gauntlet and Alien Breed work the same way. It's definitely a difficult game, and while the AI and single-player mode works extremely well, co-opting your way through this with a friend is certainly not to be missed. Classic activated, 9 out of 10.
1: Very good. Some, definitely some mixed opinions there. Yeah, you know, a couple yeah. couple people brought up so things I want to talk about real quick. Uh, for starters, you know, and we didn't really go into it that much. This, Aside from the fact, that in one place, this varies over, say, a gauntlet. It's more like the more modern gauntlets that were on the Dreamcast and the PlayStation. It's like your ability to, like, go up and down levels, which is neat, as opposed to always being on one flat surface. You go upstairs and ladders and stuff. You could see areas you can't get to from high above or down below. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. added a lot to the game. It made the world feel a little more interesting. And I like the fact, I always like to be able to, when they hold the carrot out in front of you. Uh, Someone else mentioned the console versions of this boat. Just for fun, I had a quick look at the two, at a couple versions of course, the Amiga version and the Super Nintendo version of this, which is uh, uh, called Soldier of Fortune. Uh, Bo, did you ever try these on the consoles? I
0: played every version of this. I played oh, the yeah. Genesis version and I played the Super Nintendo version.
1: Yeah. Well, what'd you think?
0: Uh, the Genesis version is pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. The Super Nintendo version seemed weird it seemed sort of like scrunched down i think the super nintendo runs at a different resolution than the amiga version yeah. it just didn't look right it looked it looked weird uh the graphics of course were much brighter much more akin to the cd32 version on the super nintendo yeah. uh, but this is one of those few titles here and i've got to say if you're going to play one version i would go with the original i would go with the ocs ecs amiga version i found that the aga graphics other than making the trees look more green yeah. cast has kind of a purple tint over a lot of things that I thought looked unnerving. It kind of reminded me of that C64 palette, uh, that that gray-purple uh, goo that stretched over everything. Yeah. Uh, I was not a
1: fan of the extra colors in the AGA version. I would go with the OCS-ECS You're version. not the first person that's mentioned that. Uh, someone mentioned also in your comments that this was a uh, they believe this was an Amiga led title. It's true. This in fact was the first Bitmap Brothers title that was actually developed on the Amiga. Up to this point, they'd been developing all their stuff on the ST. And Interesting. So the, and and this uh, I think that showed they I think they learned a lot of lessons here, and I think they did a real good job uh, in terms of the way it looks and using the Amiga at its fullest. Again, when you're talking about all, the Amigas, just a, one meg of chip RAM, that's not too bad. Um, Let's talk about both the reviews, the magazine reviews on this. Uh, the people over at Lemon scored the original version 8.67. The AGA gets 8.57. The CD32, 8.53. So they're all in the same ballpark. Uh, I looked up just the original scores for these in the magazines. Uh, Amiga actually gave it a 92. Amiga Computing gave it a 90. Amiga Down Under. I don't know if we ever heard of that one. Gave it Man, a 9.5. I need to read some of those. Yeah. Amiga format gave it a ninety. You know, you've got a straight up winner when Amiga Joker rolls in a town with an eighty five, brother. Oh my gosh. That's not like even a, a German game. Four hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Amiga Power gave it an eighty nine. CU Amiga. Gave it an eighty one. And the one gave it eighty five. So they weren't all A plus. Th- uh, you know, firmly in the in the B category with an average magazine rating. Of eighty-eight percent boat. Uh, this was a big seller. Uh, these were this was I think believe this went on sale for twenty-five pound ninety-nine p. I believe was the sale price, pretty much standard fare. It did it sold very well, uh, and it was very popular. boat, uh, on not only on the Amiga but on the consoles on the Genesis. This was the Sega nineteen ninety three game of the year. It won the Sega Award nineteen ninety four best action game. It won the 1984 uh, best third-party game of the year. Amiga Power said this was the 11th best game of all time on the Amiga. Okay. Mega... I, mean, I can believe that. I can yeah. believe
0: this is the
1: 11th best game uh, of all time. Not mine, but I can see where people could say that. I, I, they could have picked worse. And yeah. then uh, Mega uh the mega drive magazine named this the 15th best mega drive game of all time that's that is that
0: is no chance yeah and listen to (laughs) you Uh,
1: i did look this up just for fun on ebay boat now of course you've got different versions of this but i looked up a couple and i just looked up what they were selling for because there were quite a few the big box version this is sort of all over the map uh it was uh, somewhere between 21 bucks was the cheapest I saw one go for it. and I saw this go all the way up to $95 for the big box, but these are in, U- in the UK. Uh, the CD32 version, again, it was all over the map. I saw these going from anywhere between $19 and $60. I think I've got the CD32 version something on the shelf over there. Time to make a few bucks, eh, uh, on that one. So these are out there to be had. Uh, one thing we should probably mention in closing, uh, this game had a sequel, uh, Chaos Engine 2. And it was a late, late release on the Amiga. I think it came out in, like, 96 or 97. I didn't look into it too much because we haven't covered it. Uh, but uh, um, whenever this, whenever Chaos Engine 2 was being made, it's sort of infamous because Bitmap Brothers was in financial trouble when it happened. And so they had to basically downgrade it. And so uh, from what I've read... It shows, but I haven't haven't not played it. We'll save that one for another day, but it might be one to consider somewhere down the line, boat cast engine two. Yeah. But this one, a good solid B plus title for sure, boat.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Aaron. It's time to leave the Chaos Engine and move on to some of our community updates this week. Now I want to get right to our high score competition because I All don't right, want to forget about it. Get in there. So we're going to start things off, Aaron, with the Amigos High Score competition. Right now, Aaron, we've got a new game for this week. Uh, actually, I think we talked about it last week. It's Rough and Tumble, Aaron. This is one of my favorite. This is a top five Amiga game for me. Uh, this is the most beautiful game on the platform, in my opinion. It makes the OCS ECS chipset shine. Yeah. And, it's, a, um, it's a beauty. It's a look. Yeah. Yeah. If you are a fan of Metal Slug games like that, you should definitely give this one a go. I plan on posting my high score this week. Uh, and uh, right now, it looks like uh, Z9K9 has, uh, unsurprisingly, leapt to the top. Um, but we have we've got plenty of high scores, plenty of things going on here. Uh, so make sure if you're on the Discord, to jump right in and post your high score. Of course, our Specky high score challenge uh, continues with Mikey. Some of these scores in Mikey are out of this world. I mean, I looked uh, at
1: some of these and I, yeah. I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> get on there,
0: post your score for Mikey. That's going to run all the way. Up until uh, October 24th, when we record Mikey on Iris and so you've got plenty of time to uh, jump into your uh, your fuse or your emulator of choice. Uh, somebody in here is playing this on a th- on a 3DS or, or some sort of a DS system. Aaron, so uh there's all kinds of spectrum emulators you can get out there or of course use your real hardware we love our high score challenges and we appreciate uh paul aka Hermsky for uh running both of these uh while Frodo has had to step away for some uh work issues so well done, uh, well done. that's the high score update aaron
1: all right man you want to take a look at some videos boat
0: let's do it man
1: so we had an interesting week as always this week on the uh uh, Amigos channel. It's Amigos Retro Gaming on YouTube, if you care to have a look. Uh, let's talk about myself and the Brent. Uh, hey, we had a pretty successful go this time around, Boat. Uh, one of yeah. my most most well-received uh, ARGs in a while. This Turns was C- out C64.
0: People like it.
1: Yeah, I, I heard that. It's C64 flight simulators this week. <laughs> I can tell you when that got drawn, I about fell out of the chair when that came up on the wheel, but uh, we made the best of it. It turns out, hey, guess what? I had my uh, uh, fears were unfounded, boat, because the C64 it turns out can do a mean flight simulator. Now I'll grant you, my pick was not taxing the system when I cheesed out, boat, big time. I pulled a Brent and I took on arcade flight simulator because I knew that's he. A, that,
0: that, that's that's Simpson's hit and run level of well. Hey, out. listen.
1: It said Flight Simulator in the title, Boat, so I, I'm, I'm calling that a win. It turns out this is actually a pretty fun game, Boat. Uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, sort of a lamer, wackier version of like a Blue Max or something mm-hmm. or a, you know, yeah. with Zaxxon control. It's pretty interesting. We had a good time, but the big winner on the show, and i got to give the Brick credit because he manned up, was Ace. I'd heard of Ace, but I never played it because I wouldn't touch most of these with a 10-foot clown pole. And Wham Bam Bob's Your Uncle, this thing turned out to be a winner, Boat. Ace was a great game. Uh, simple but co- but complex with great controls. It could teach a lot of these more modern uh, games we put on the Amiga thing or two about a heads-up display and the way you do things. I had a lot of fun playing this, including a mid-air fuel sequence, which knocked my socks off. It was a lot of fun. So if you're into the C64 Check out Ace, and uh, if you feel froggy or don't have much time to kill, try out Arcade Flight Simulator. And certainly check us out on ARG Presents. We had a lot of fun on that one, Boat. Uh, Here we go. It's Ask the Amigos, Boat. These are always wacky. Uh, This is the September 2021 edition of Ask the Amigos. Uh, Are graphics ever going to get better, was one of the questions we were asked yes i would say they are uh but uh, uh uh we had a good time playing or talking on the show here I had a lot of questions any anything popping your head about this
0: oh yeah well i remember your your five people that you're going to go out on the town with for an evening and one of them was, i think a liberace ringo star a couple other fine fellows so i enjoyed that question a lot you got a problem um, with that no i have no problem th- with that
1: you get those two guys together and you got yourself a band brother yeah. That's, so uh if
0: you're interested in uh all the burning questions our Discord community has for us for the month of September, uh you can check out Ask the Amigos on YouTube or on the main Amigos Retro Gaming podcast feed. Yeah.
1: I had a lot of always those are always great. And I'm hoping at some point in the very near future boat to do a live call in version of that. We're working yeah, on it. That's on we'll the be, docket. We're sort man. of testing that out tonight.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: speaking of fun times, bam, it's Rodland. Mm -hmm. rodlin on r sinclair now we've played every conceivable version of rodlin now boat and i'm gonna tell you this one here was top tippity top shelf in terms of gameplay i thought yeah what'd you
0: think this is i mean let's 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 not beat around the bush this is this is a one color game okay it's monochrome it's monochrome so if you can look past that And get into the game itself. This is, if not the best, one of the three best arcade conversions for the ZX Spectrum. I love Rodland. I'm a little bit biased. Oh, I know. This is one of my favorite games. Yeah. But man, it moves so fast. It plays so smooth. It looks so good. Uh, I love this game, and I love this episode. I love talking about it.
1: That was a lot of fun. And I will say, uh, in fact, I think one of the commenters sort of almost took them to task on their color choices that said the the zx was capable of doing a coverage and maybe he's right i mean i don't i didn't have the technical prowess to defend it All oh it, def- is, it definitely
0: is capable of it because one has been released
1: well i'm and saying it's, that the, it's, back it's, in the day was it could they did they have the did they had the power did they have the time to kill to do it that's it, the thing a lot of these things are under the gun now you could take forever to right release and, that, and that's the you know? thing I, I really don't think there's such
0: a thing as a lazy port i think it's a port that was not given enough time or not enough financial incentive to make good
1: it, well said um, boat i yeah. think you're dead on there uh so that was our sinclair hey check us out man our sinclair we're uh, uh getting a lot of support over there we're having a lot yeah, of Yeah, actually I, I
0: i guess i should announce on this show we are uh <laughs> as of last week or just a couple of days ago we were officially halfway
1: towards Woo! our goal
0: on patreon to make our sinclair a weekly show so if you've been on the fence and you're ready to to help make that happen, uh we'd we'd love to have your support. And of course, uh, we love the ZX Spectrum. And uh if you if you don't know about our Sinclair, check it out. Um, you know, and let us know what you think in the comments. Yeah, man. So,
1: next on the docket, your friend and mine, the boat, is our good buddy Jack Flack, Rob Flack O'Hara. This week, I actually caught this particular uh show. He looks at, and this is a, this is a pleasant uh, a pleasant trend on the c64 people porting old co- uh, uh atari 2600 activision games over to the c64 boat mm-hmm. they, were you aware of this trend
0: yes yes i've been watching this on indie retro news there's, uh-huh. there's always uh, and and this this makes me happy because i love activision games on the atari 2600 so yeah and if this, you can bring those to more people i'm all about it
1: i agree and this uh he played quite a few of these including River Raid, which uh, a blue Sprite Castle has just a River Raid. Of course, he also did uh, uh, Keystone Cops, which is, uh, or Capers. Keystone Capers. This is, which, this is one of my favorite Activision games, book, yep. by the way. I oh, was
0: cool. I was shocked that this never got a C64 release. Yeah. Because it definitely got a, an Atari 8-bit release. So now I'm this one, of course, you got, your,
1: you got your Ghostbusters. That's mm-hmm. a great game. I love yep. I, I, You know, some people don't like it, but I'm down with the Ghostbusters, but I think it's a lot of fun. And then here's what he played, Chopper Command. Now, I don't think everybody in the chat was down with the old chopper command, but this is another <laughs> one I used to play the crap out of this boat. And the funny thing is, it's got all the hallmarks of an Activision game on a Twitch 600. It's got the, it's got the nice graphical detail on the on the cars and the plane. It's got that beautiful sunset with the mountains. Kind all the Activision stuff that you come to expect. Like they were the masters of this sort of game. Mm-hmm. It's got the radar at the bottom, sort of like Keystone Capers. I always thought this was a fun game. It's not for everybody. Uh, he also gets him a little pitfall in there, and, uh, and he also has to get some Pitfall too in. So he played a whole uh, a whole different wad of Activision games. I don't got a problem with it, man. I love it. So uh, check this out. That's Sprite Castle Plays Activision games, and also check out the Sprite Castle podcast. An excellent show, Boat. What do we got next, least, Aaron? Last but not least, it's our good pal, our good buddy, it's the Froadster. Frodo N L. Look at that! Look, he's looking as only he can look. Except I don't <laughs> look at that anti pineapple pizza shirt. I'm not down with that. That's a no no. I love. You don't pineapple like pineapple? Oh,
0: okay, I was gonna say. I thought you like pineapple. Oh, pizza. I
1: love it. Yeah. So this time out, it's retro advertising games, which is brilliant. Right now we're looking at him play a California Raisins. That's a, game. Yeah, that's an. Uh, I
0: believe that that's the unreleased NES California Raisins. Have
1: you played that before?
0: Yes, I have. It's a, it's a fine game. It just All it didn't right. come out for some reason. I can no longer remember.
1: Uh huh. But this is a great idea for a series of shirt. Here he is playing the Noid game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure you played that. Oh hey, yeah. Hey, this one we've actually played. Yeah, that's Bubba and Bubba sticks. and sticks. We. I wonder that what one.
0: product was being advertised there. I can't. remember. I'm not
1: sure. I don't remember either. It's been a while back since we played it. I know this is. Uh, I'm not sure what this one is, but to be honest with you,
0: that looks like uh, that's is that Mickey Mouse or is is that no. Mickey Mouse? I can't tell who. No, that, that's not who Mickey Mouse. that?
1: It's some kid with a slime gun. I'm sure it's someone. Slime kid yeah mick uh, mick kids they say oh okay
0: i never played the 16-bit mick kids that's and there's why the big man right there it. ronald
1: yeah. listen this is this almost seems like a must watch to me four hours of advert games <laughs> with our blue with and he's got blue hair ha just like Gonza of the great uh four hours of frodo getting let me tell you something if this doesn't make you go out and buy a hamburger, you need to call up Jack Flack, listen to his <laughs> McDonald's episode, just get you in there. Good stuff for our buddy Frodo and Al. I think that's all we've got, both. You got anything else to talk about?
0: No, I think we need to move right on down the line to all last right, week's Patreon oh, song man. challenge. Yes. Last week, oh, we, do, we did get a new supporter on Patreon, so we want to welcome Mr. Chip. He's here. Mr. Chips. Well, he's Thank not you, here right now, but I it mean, he's be. here with us in spirit. Mm. Uh, so welcome. Uh, and last week's Patreon song challenge was Run Around by
1: Blues Traveler. Do you like that song, Aaron? I like, you know, I wonder, if, I, I did have to say when you did that, when you picked, that, I do like that song and I like Blues Traveler and I wonder if they had an international appeal. I don't, I don't know. Do you? Would they know overseas? Uh,
0: I, I really couldn't tell you. I can tell you this. I don't know where blip blop is from. So yeah. but Pac Billy and Eric Nelson are definitely Americans. So um so I, I don't know if Blues Traveler made it made it across the pond or Did not. Did
1: you ever see that movie, that bowling movie called Kingpins? No. It had uh, uh you need to watch it. It's real funny. It's got Bill Murray I've only in seen it.
0: one belt I've only seen one bowling movie, and I feel like that's the only bowling movie I need to see.
1: Which well, this is not that good. Okay. But it's still funny. But at the very end of it, Blues Traveler plays the outro like because they're all dressed up like Amish people. I think it's called Ping <laughs> Pins. <laughs> yeah. Pins so uh, see-
0: is a movie. I think it's got see that- Val Kilmer in it.
1: No, it's got the who's the guy that uh uh I'm blank on his name. Uh, it's got, it's full of stars pack full, but it's also got blues traveler all dressed up like people that are Amish. So it's very good. Randy Quaid, that's who's in it. So there you go, but carry on. I'm sorry. All right. So
0: we got a new Patreon song challenge this week. If you know the name of this song, please send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com and I will announce you as a winner on next week's episode. If you're watching live in the chat, please refrain from speaking your answer in the chat. Instead, just send me an email. All right, Aaron, are you ready? Is this your? Which band is this?
1: Boat? Is this the band? This is
0: this is like band sixteen.
1: Oh, this is another band. Yeah, okay. this is
0: this is a yet to be named uh, ensemble.
1: Experimental band number four. Here this they is the come. New
0: phase. Spinal Tap. Jazz Odyssey. Here we go. Here we
1: go.
2: Price, Herman B., Wanderley, Chesham, Mark Richardson, David Heard, Chris Edwards, Ram O'Kay, Ram O'Kay, David Terrace, Jude Carlos, Matthew Mobius, The Phantom, Magnus Seth Yates, Alistair Fiend, Christian Russell, David Z. George Rosansky, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super Famic, Kings, Hazy, Loomis, William Ventus, Scar, Heavy Systems, Inc., Bundy, Frag, Lord, Mark Byland, Olaf Ho, Hermski, Jonah, aka Simulant, Alien Breeder, Dave Velociraptor, Boy, Leighton, and Luke Hudson, John Coop, Bomb the Base, Frodo, and El Sol, and to take a major game. Mr. Cola, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington's Zorg Love Reflection, Simon Ledge, Captain Crispy, Kilobytes and Caffeine, Gary Huther, Gary Free Lunch Gate, Fox, David Pickford. Canadian rap break Cameron Armstrong and the George Lobster Manada, Ten men of the meet go retro Casper, Nard, Quinn. RMC Tim Drew Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Rob O'Mara, Matthew Lera, more Craig, Sean, so Mark Bitt, Ron Andrew Mumps, Joe the Zombie, Leif Kalan, Alan Kebab, Chekho Te John Marshall, Matthew Perrone, Ricky Rocha. Dead Boy Vigacy TZ The Slow Norris Stephon Sorgorg has Evan, Helen Christopher Hassel Ravi Abbott Chris Falls Lauren Cheroo Graham Becky, Adam Batters B O'Brien's Retro and Vintage Gary Hucker Paul Harrington Duncan Styles. Tapes from the Crypt Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Th. Th. Eric Nelson, King Tommy Hoopstad, Daniel Bingston, Bruno Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Walls, Pixels at Dawn, and Yo 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 Garmin.
1: Draft Dodger, eh? Well, see if those trees you always hug and save you when Gordon Lightfoot's creeping around your back stale.
0: All right. So, of course, the Patreon community, we do appreciate you. Patreon.com slash amigos podcast. I'll tell you who else we appreciate, Aaron. We got to thank our Twitch subscribers, Aaron. If you enjoy watching the show live on Twitch, feel free to uh, slip us a sub, as they say. Uh, we want to thank the following folks who have Did done that. Did they say that? They, <laughs> they do now uh, Blow Jellyfish, John Marshall 3, Wing Chun Wolf, Frodo NL, Macintosh Librarian, your 4077, Victor Funk, Stormy 7971, Barkbit, Scumboy, Pie Gravity. Duncan Styles, Gary Heather, OROM, Bite Links, Benz666, Jedi Mon, Amiga Live, Uber Scuba Diver, L. Curtis Boyle. All hail. Great Al G, Rushi, MSX, HSEI Ken, Knight Rider82, Amy Steph, Math Dufort, Blip Blop, Edvin Helland, Summer Sausage, Long Shank 7, Happy Coding ZX, Zoin Suck 1, Robert Wendell, Texas Foosballer, Dog Crabs, MTG, Wide World of Retro, Mind Racks, Still Adolescing, Buck Owens, Butter Bay, Air Jury, Captain Chaos DK, Retro Jerry, Mr. Toast 6502, Jigglebox, Rob O'Hara, Back to 8-Bit with Hermski, Deadless 75, Explore, Dryer Lint 17, Paul Kitching, Pixel Smack, McChessers, Brock 101, Chris Edwards (laughs) Restoration, Mitsuyama, Arctic Cube, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, Jay Borchers, Real Retro Dude, Super Famic King Oil of Hope, Thirstboard, luminator 8, and Lobsterminator. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on Twitch. Good lineup.
1: I like Pixel Smack. Pixel Smack. Because Smack. <laughs> I don't know. All
0: right, Aaron. Next week on Amigos, we're bringing it all back home. By that, I mean we're playing Another World. Another World that was chosen for us by the one, the only Zorglub member of Amigo's Game Selection Committee and voted on by all of the members of the committee. I can't believe, Aaron, we're going to be on episode 231. We've not yet played Another World until next week. We've never played that? We've never played it. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. That is...
1: How the heck did we miss that?
0: i don't know i don't know we played this. We played, yeah.
1: this we played top banana we didn't play that <laughs> it is Holy a weird smokes. world oh we my god in. we're gonna play the heck out of that boat
0: yeah we are yeah we are so please join us then oh and aaron do you want to make any special announcement
1: tonight oh my yes tonight 8 30 eastern standard time it's going down boat and you know mm. It's getting down and funky tonight as we unveil our October surprise boat. It's going to be a little something we like to call. Conversations from the dark side. You got it, brother. Yes. And you people at home, you get to call in on our discord hotline with your microphone. We're taking it's a call in show. Mm -hmm. Tonight's topic. Keep this in mind when you call in. What's the strangest thing you've ever seen? Bam. It'll be twitched. Call in tonight. We're we're going to get you on the air. Be part mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. But it should be a good time. 8.30 Eastern Standard Time.
0: All right, guys. That's going to do it for Amigos this week. We will see you next time. Until then,
1: adios. adios.